Hey everyone, welcome to Up All Night. I'm your host, Cindy Gilbert. And believe me, I've got a list of things that will keep you up all night. And I thought I'd start our first, our very first podcast uh, with the question of how do you know when it's time to put your parents into an assisted living? There are a lot of things that um, us aging baby boomers um, are concerned about. Uh, one of them being how to tell your parents it's time to go to an assisted living. Uh, we knew that with my dad uh, because he was, well, basically losing his mind. He had Alzheimer's and it became very evident when it was time to do that. However, I will say that my mother refrained from doing it long past the time that she should have. Um, the only uh, the only time she was able to put my father into an assisted living nursing home situation was after her pain uh, of taking care of him outweighed the guilt of putting him in there. So it's a very delicate, hard, trying decision. And, you know, as you get towards the end of your life, there's not a lot of happy options out there. I mean, you can talk all day long about how nice this or that place is, but the but the bottom line is they're going in and they're not coming out. Uh, my father's uh, Alzheimer's uh, took the form of him doing repair jobs uh, for neighbors, you know, around their home or yard. And, and you know, he's he was an engineer. He was very good with his hands, and he always did an excellent job. But you could tell that these jobs just were not being um, completed in the way that he previously would have. Um, And then there was the time that he and his neighbor both got in the pickup truck, and I don't know where they went, but they couldn't get home uh, without asking uh, a police officer uh, for directions and showing him their driver's license that had the address on it. Uh, You know, there's just... A lot of things that uh, start to go haywire. Um, and the problem with taking care uh, of, of a loved one yourself is that it's a 24-7 stressor. It's like babysitting um, a child only in an adult body that has uh, massive destructive powers. Um, that you have to you have to be on the on the lookout for I mean it is really it is and they say that the caregivers of people with dementia um, are multiple times more susceptible to some form of dementia themselves just just from the sheer stress of it all you know had I to do it over I would have um, offered my assistance, I would have said, Mom, is there anything that, that I can do to help support you in this? Um, of course, I, at the time, I was incapable of making such an offer, and she had to pretty much go it alone. Uh, that time I showed up, I do remember I was very uncomfortable. I didn't know what to say to him. Um, everybody uh, looked uh, vacant and horrible and declining and disappearing, and I was unable to, you know, step up to the plate. 
There's a saying I heard someone giving a movie review one time, and they said, uh, you get out of it what you bring to it. And that is pretty much what happened with my dad. Um, I got out of his declining years what I brought to his declining years, which was we did not have um, an excellent father-daughter relationship. You know, it was superficially nice. Uh, it was passable. Uh, but it was it was not ideal. You know, yes, he, he provided and I survived. Uh, and, you know, if you can survive your childhood, it's up to you to make the changes from then, from then on. And so, um, you know, that that's the that's the sad story of me and my dad. Now, with my mom, I was still not living in the same city, but my sister was, and she was the one that got the, uh, you know, all the alert calls. She's the one that found out Mother was wandering the streets at night, falling down, hurting herself. Um, and so my sister knew it was it was time. And my mother had, to her credit, um, taken out long-term uh, nursing home insurance for herself, uh, as she did when she did for dad. And that was like 23, 24, 25 years ago. Uh, and there was no cap on these, the services. I mean, it could go on forever if they, if they live forever, you know, now I don't think that's the case. Now I think there's like, maybe you've got a three year window that you can, uh, benefit from, uh, the insurance and then that's it. But anyway, back then that's how it was. Um, so it was my sister who had to tell mother it was time to move in. It was my sister who had to take uh, the car keys away from her. Um, I think she made one call to me and uh, we we talked about it. But, you know, I never I never stepped up. I never said, is there anything I can do to help with this? Do you need me to come home? Do you need me to be there when you have this conversation with mom? I never said that. Um, she never asked, so maybe she didn't need the support, uh, probably because she knew I was incapable of giving that support. But anyway, that's, that's who I was back then still. So anyway, um, my sister found, uh, the place for her. Uh, she did all the paperwork, all that kind of preliminary stuff that, that moves a person into the next phase of their life. My part uh, in this whole scenario was to come home and pack mother up from her apartment and move her to her independent living apartment. I started at one end of her home and packed boxes as I went, not categorizing, not labeling. It was just a big mishmash that got shoved into a moving truck and unloaded at her new apartment. Uh, what this did was leave the entire mess for my sister and uh, my aunt, my mother's youngest brother's wife, uh, to kind of sift through and figure out. So, you know, um, not proud of the way I participated in either one of these moves. Um, it'll be several years before I am able to make amends for my uh, absence and I hope that by listening to the things that I didn't do, 
uh, will be give you a little insight into how you could be more helpful in in this process. So please uh, send me an email or uh, any other way you can get a hold of me and ask me questions, comments, um, and I look forward to seeing you uh, at our next all-nighter.